Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is clothes. C-L-O-T-H-E-S. Really? You bet your life. More than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... Groucho! Just a flash in the pan. Oh, that's me! <laughs> well, here I am again with $2,000 for one of our couples. Groucho, um, we have a bachelor and a spin. Just stand there all day. You can go ahead. Can... <laughs> I was waiting for the cue. Doing the show long enough to know when to come in. Groucho, we have a bachelor You're and a spin. Not sp- on strings, you know. <laughs> Put you on the howdy duty show. <laughs> Groucho, we have a bachelor and a spinster for you. They were selected from our studio audience just before we went on the air. A likely story. <laughs> Miss Mary Francine Tyler and Mr. Navak Kurnick. Meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth Eaters. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Mary Taylor, is that you? Uh, Tyler. Tyler, oh. Were you ever president of the United States, Mary? I never was. No. How, how old are you, Mary? 82 years old. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you certainly don't look it, Mary. Thank you. You look about uh, 58. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> How young are you, uh, old boy? Seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Yeah, well, you don't look it. You look about fifty-eight. <laughs> Mary, will you marry this uh, fellow? No. <laughs> well, that's a direct answer, all right. No equivocating here. Then Mr. Koenig, uh, that's you. That's yeah. you. You're, you're the bachelor. Your yeah. first name? What is your first Nevak. name? What's that? Nevak. Nevak Koenig? Yeah. Sounds like an old lady eating popcorn. <laughs> Where'd you get an alias like that? In Russia. In that case, I suggest you take it up with the Security Council. (laughs) What part of Russia did you flee from? I come from the state of Minsk. Minsk? Yeah. Oh, I know. That's about halfway between Omsk and Unsk, isn't it? (laughs) No, it's between Moscow and Warsaw. Oh, is that near the Volga? No, far away from the Volga. Is there really a Volga there? There is, yeah. You know, there is no Swanee River. They've been singing about it for years. No, they don't sing much that Swanee River there. (laughs) They don't sing about much in in Russia about about anything, do they? Not now. No. What did you do in Russia? I was there in the lumber business. You were in the lumber business? Yeah. I used to buy the timber from the government and... uh, Wake them out and I ship them over to Germany. Oh. And they invented lumber, didn't they? They, uh, they, the they invented, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do, do a remarkable job over there. Now, Navak, uh, how, old, uh, how old did you say you were? 77. Well, you're a very young-looking man. You're 77 and Mary is uh, 82. Uh, Why, he's barely dry behind the ears. Huh? <laughs> Mary, are you going to let five years stand between you and ultimate happiness? No. I'm happy as I am. Yes, but think of poor Navak. 
last poor Maybach. I knew him well. <laughs> what kind of a woman are you looking for, Maybach? I am not looking for anything. <laughs> These kids are nuts about each other. <laughs> well, stop beating around the bush. If you're not looking for a woman, how do you expect to get married? I don't expect to get married. Playing hard to get, eh? <laughs> How devilish clever these Russians are. <laughs> we see through your little game, Kornick. <laughs> Mary and I weren't born yesterday, you know. <laughs> Maybach, why are you so sour on matrimony? Come clean now. Did something happen when you were a youth? Uh, Pretend uh, you're lying on my couch and I'm taking notes. Around about 40 years in this country, the women began to shoot their husbands in quite few cases. And the jurors free them every time. And I didn't want to make a shooting gallery for women. Well, uh... Every woman doesn't carry a rod, you know. How are you with a gun, Mary? Do you think you could plug him at 50 paces? No, he'd be perfectly safe in front of my gun. Well, how are you with a bow and arrow? Not that either. Have you ever come close to uh, marriage? Once in a leap year, a goyle proposed... Where? In a leap year. A goyle proposed to me. In a leap year? Where is that? Is that... Uh, uh, that was in the city of Brotherly Love, Philadelphia. Oh, in Philadelphia? Yeah. But I like the girl also, but uh, I disliked her, the mother, the future mother-in-law. The old lady have a rifle? Or? No, didn't have what Why I didn't you like her? Why didn't you like the mother? Uh, I, in general, I am uh, against mothers-in-law. Now, what happened there? You met this girl and you yeah. were enamored of her? Yeah, and the father was, I liked the father very much. Uh -huh. But uh, I told him that on account of your wife, uh, she will always give us trouble. So he wanted to induce me that he will keep her away from us. Did so, he like his wife? Yeah, I don't know, because I asked him once, he used to take her, wherever he goes, he used to take her alone. So I asked him once, why is it that wherever you go, you take her alone? He says, uh, Sonny, it is better than to kiss her goodbye. <laughs> Certainly a logical answer, all right. Well, it's been pleasant talking to you two, and Nabak, if you should get married, be sure to let us know, huh? Or, or to be sure to let Mary know. You haven't got a mother-in-law, have you? No. 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 See, you'd be perfectly safe there. <laughs> now, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $2,000 question. Right now, please stop making sheep's eyes at each other and listen to some wonderful advice. Take the five-mile trial. Take the five-mile trial. Visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealers tomorrow for a five-mile trial in a new DeSoto. Behind the wheel of the DeSoto Fire Dome 8 or the DeSoto Powermaster 6, you'll be able to judge for yourself the real meaning of DeSoto full power steering. Making sharp turns, driving over the roughest roads, you'll have absolute control and with almost no effort. When the car is standing or when you're trying to park, you'll find you can turn the steering wheel with one finger. It's as easy as that. You see, DeSoto power steering is not partial, but full power steering. 
It works for you not just some of the time, but all of the time. It's one of the greatest advances in driving convenience and safety in years. Try DeSoto full power steering in the new DeSoto Powermaster 6 or the mighty DeSoto Fire Dome 8 with the 160-horsepower V8 engine. Go to your DeSoto Plymouth dealers tomorrow and take the five-mile trial. And when you do, tell them Groucho sent you. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, the low-priced car, most like high-priced cars. All right, now let's see how you work together as a team. Uh, Fire Dome Fenneman, would you mind explaining the rules? You uh, bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $2,000 DeSoto Plymouth question later on in the show. Here we go. Let's see how high can build you $20. From a list of 20 categories, you selected number 19, Weights and Measures. Is that right? Yes. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 are you going to bet and talk right out loud? How much? 19? 19. 19. Okay. Uh, How many feet in a statute mile? In what? In a mile. How many feet in a mile? A straight mile. In a mile. In mile. a mile. M-I-I. 5,280. That's right. 5,280. <laughs> well, you're on your way. You have $39. Remember, you're going for $2,000 tonight. Now, how much of the $39 will you try this time? 38. 38. All right. How many square feet to the square yard? 144. How many square feet to the square yard? Now, think it over. Nine square feet, one square that's, yard. That's right. Nine is right. <laughs> <laughs> You now have $77. Here's your third yeah. question. How much of the 77B will you go for? 78. You only, you only have... <laughs> oh, 76. Even I can't do that. <laughs> if you want to bet 78, you'll have to give me a dollar. <laughs> no, 76. 76. All right. How many ounces to the pound? This is Abbott Poise weight. How many ounces? Uh, 16. 16 is right. <laughs> You now climb to $153. And this is your last chance to be the other couples. How much of the $153? Oh, yes. 153 Shoot the works. Here we go. How many pints of the gallon? Eight. Eight? Yes. All right. Eight is right. And you wind up with $306. Thanks That's and good fine. luck from the DeSoto Plymouth Thank dealers. Groucho, we invited some women who work at the draft board to the program tonight. Just before we went on the air, Mrs. Helen Hummel was chosen. Her partner is a gentleman from our audience, Mr. Paul Grimes. And here they come. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Mrs. Uh, Helen Hummel and Mr. Paul Grimes, eh? Helen, uh, Mrs. Hummel, uh, where are you from? I'm from uh, Indiana, Hartford City. Mr. Paul Grimes? Where, where are you from? I was born in uh, Moberly, Missouri. That is not exactly in Moberly, about four miles out on Coon Creek. <laughs> but you actually were born, though, huh? Are you married? Not yet. Well, well you should have been here a while ago. <laughs> Your name is a Navac Cornick, is it? <laughs> have you got a girlfriend? I sure have. Swollen. Are you sure it isn't puppy love? How serious is this romance? Have you proposed to her? I've proposed to her three times. Kind of pressing your luck, aren't you? (laughs) Never whip a tired horse, you know. (laughs) 
When did you do this proposing? Well, the first time was uh, about 27 years ago. And she's just making up her mind now? Where did you ever find such an impetuous girl? Found her in Moberly, Missouri. In the creek? No. What happened when you proposed to her 27 years ago? She married another man. You proposed and she married another fellow, huh? Are you always that lucky? What happened then? Well, that marriage didn't work out, so a few years later I proposed again. What happened the second time you proposed? Same thing. (laughs) Paul, it seems that every time you open your mouth, you put somebody else's foot in it. (laughs) Well, congratulations. What stage is this romance in at present? Well, I proposed again. Good for you. Who she's going to marry this time? (laughs) Me. Well, that'll teach you to let sleeping dogs lie, Paul. <laughs> Let's see now. What, what is it you do, uh, Helen? I'm with. I'm the head of the Selective Service Local Board 100, Hollywood Draft Board. Dra- the Draft Board? Yes. Well, if I've said anything to offend you here, I... Uh... <laughs> As a matter of fact, it doesn't affect me at all. If Grant couldn't get me, I doubt if you'll be able to. <laughs> what sort of work do you do, Mr. Grimes? I'm information assistant to the director of the County Air Pollution Control District, Los Angeles County. Oh, a night watchman, huh? (laughs) Could you make that a little shorter and break it down into small words so I would know what you're talking about? Well, I handle public relations for Air Pollution Control District. Well, some of my relations are polluted, but I have nothing to do with (laughs) it. Could you make it still shorter? What what are you talking about? Smog. (laughs) Smog, eh? No wonder she wouldn't marry you. She couldn't see you. <laughs> now, in your own smoggy way, just what do you do? Well, I work for the Air Pollution Control District. I give out the information about it. In that case, I'd like some information. What are you doing about smog? Getting rid of it. Well, I don't object to you getting rid of the smog in Los Angeles, but I wish you wouldn't blow it all to Beverly Hills. <laughs> Technically, just what is this uh, smog, Paul? It's a complex matter of dust, smoke, fumes, gases, vapors, a lot of things combined in the atmosphere. Has your outfit investigated the exact cause of smog? Well, it's all these things, plus the uh, what the chemists call the unsaturated hydrocarbons that oxidize in the atmosphere and are held in by a temperature inversion. Well, don't look at me. I seldom do any of that stuff. <laughs> I still don't understand why they call it smog. Smog is a coined word uh, from uh, uh, smoke and fog. Actually, smaze would be a better name for the Los Angeles product. Well, I- I'm-, I'm happy to see your outfit is doing something about the smog. <laughs> After years of research, you finally decided to call it smaze. <laughs> That's certainly going to get the curtains clean in my house. And- <laughs> Well, you're a nice couple, and I hope you win lots of money here tonight. And while I think of it, drive the new DeSoto Fire Dome 8. First chance you get, it's a, it's a great car. Now, you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the $2,000 question. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but uh, George, Fire Dome 8 is going to remind our listeners. The first couple won $306. And the secret word is close. 
All right, here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. Each of these men played a prominent part in changing the history of their country. I'll give you the man's name and you tell what country he was from. Here's your first question. How much are you going to go for? Nineteen. 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 Paul von Hindenburg was a soldier of what country? Germany. Germany is correct. You have $39. Let me go in for $2,000, Nina. How much are you going to bet on your second question? Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight? All right, Helen. That's right. Benito Juarez was the leader of what country? Mexico. Mexico is right. You've climbed to $77. Here's your third question. How much of the 77? 76. 76. Leon Trotsky was famous in what country? Russia. Russia is correct. You have $153. And is your last chance to beat the other couples? How much of the 153? 153. 153. From what country was Oliver Cromwell? England. England is right. You wind up with $306. Thanks and good luck to the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. We have a housewife from our audience and a man from the office of the uh, price stabilization here tonight, Groucho. And uh, I'd like you to meet them. Here they are, Mrs. Ola Vatsol and Mr. Harvey Webster. Meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome to the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and you'll win $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Mrs. Uh, Ola Batesol. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Huh? <laughs> I don't object to the Batesol. It's the Mrs. That, uh, that I find a little disquieting. Mr. Harvey Webster, how do you do? Uh, where are you from? Well, uh, Ventura, California, but actually Southern California. Are you married? Uh... Very muchly so. Uh-huh. What do you mean by very much so? You, are you happily married? Or... Well, yes. I have seven children. I guess I'm married. <laughs> that's besides the point. Are you happily married? <laughs> Ola Batesol, uh, that's you, huh? Yes. <laughs> Why is it all the beautiful women have such curious names? Jaja Gabor, <laughs> Rita Ali Khan, Zazu Pitts. <laughs> what kind of a name is this? Ola Batesol? Ola is a Swedish name and Batesol is German. Where are you from, uh, Ola? Houston, Texas. <laughs> That's one of the prettiest parts of Germany, isn't it? <laughs> Ola, I, I want to be sure where we stand. Uh, are, you, are you sure you're married? Yes, I'm sure. You don't have to be quite so vehement about it. <laughs> What's your husband's first name? Myron. Imagine being married to Myron Batesall. I don't think I like this fellow, Ola. Where, where is he now? He's in Canada. Well, now you're talking. <laughs> well, he can stay there as far as I'm concerned. What sort of work does he do? He's one of the country's top wrestlers. <laughs> How far north is he in Canada? <laughs> I mean, is he around Hudson Bay? Hudson <laughs> Bay, <laughs> No, I'm, I'm only kidding. Is, is he really a wrestler? Yes, he really is. He is, eh? In that case, to my oldest daughter, Mary, I leave my building blocks. <laughs> and my new DeSoto fire domain. Ola, the first time you ever saw your husband, was it love at first sight? No, no. I thought he was real funny looking. He, <laughs> he was... Why do you say that? He weighs 325 pounds, and he's six foot three, and he has a long black beard. <laughs> Sounds like a buffalo. <laughs> he looks 
o'clock running program. <laughs> what happened on your first day? Did he did he want to wrestle? No, he took me to a wrestling match, and uh, I he was threw real... you in the ring, I suppose. <laughs> no, I was really rather disappointed because uh, when he made his entrance into the ring, I found out that he was the villain. He's just terribly snarls at the people, and they boo and hiss, and he bites their ears. And when the referee isn't looking, he puts these holes on them and uh, wraps their legs in the rope. And he's really quite a mean guy. <laughs> I certainly don't blame you for marrying this fellow. He, he sounds irresistible. That's a strange name for a wrestler, isn't it? Uh, Myron Batesell. Most of them have ordinary names like Lord Bliz and Baron Leone. And well, terrible take. Does your husband have a professional name? Yes, he's called the Cardiff Giant. Well, he's a very famous wrestler, isn't he, the Cardiff Giant? Yes, he is. And you say he's in Canada now? Yes, he's wrestling in Canada now. Uh-huh. And he he will definitely not be home tonight? No, no, he won't be home tonight. Well, he doesn't scare me anyway. <laughs> if he was in here right now, I'd, I'd set fire to his beard. <laughs> say, uh, haven't I met you somewhere before? <laughs> Didn't I say hello to you about a week ago? Yeah. Let's see. What was your... Oh, your name was uh, Webster, wasn't That's it? That's right. Webster. What kind of work is it you do? Oh, I'm uh, with the Office of Price Stabilization. Well, I'm glad to have you here. There's a lot I'd like to know about your outfit. How do you uh, control prices? Well, we follow out the mandates or the dictates of Congress and... Uh, have you have many mandates uh, while your husband's in Canada? <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the items controlled by the OPS? Well, practically everything. How about beautiful girls? Do you control them? The only things that affect the cost of living. <laughs> you don't think beautiful girls affect the cost of living? Harvey, you're living in a fool's paradise. <laughs> Well, you're nice people, and I'd like to go on talking to you two. But uh, unfortunately, now it's time to play You Bet Your Life. What you have to do is run your 20 bucks into more than our other couples, and you get a chance at the $2,000 question. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners. Our first and second couples are tied at $306 each. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected former Academy Award winners. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Decide between you and talk real loud. Let's bet 20. 20 bucks. 20 dollars. The lady said so. <laughs> All right. In 1938, the Oscar went to the actress who played a southern belle in the picture Jezebel. What is her name? Betty Davis. Betty Davis is right. <laughs> On your way, you have $40. Remember, you're going for $2,000 tonight. How much of the $40 will you try? Don't you bet we bet 20? Yes. Mm-hmm. But... 40. That's better. 40? You have $40. Okay, 40 bucks. $40. Who won the award in 1941 playing Sergeant York? Gary Cooper. Gary Cooper's right. You now have $80. Here's your third question. How much of the 80? 80. 80 bucks. Webster hasn't got any words for this. <laughs> Who won the Oscar in 1945 playing the title role in Mildred Pierce? Uh, Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. <laughs> 
climb to $160. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much are you going to bet? $160. All right. Who won the award in 1943 for his acting in The Watch on the Rhine? Paul Henry. Talk it over now. Who won the award in 1943 for his acting in The Watch on the Rhine? Claude Rains? No, I'm sorry. It's Paul Lucas. You had half of it, huh? Uh, it went for a cross, That's a shame. I'm just as sorry as you are, but I'll give you one more question. You get it right, and we bring your winnings up to 25 bucks. Are you ready? Yes. What fruit is used in grape juice? <laughs> Grant's tomb is right. Well, that means, Groucho, this couple went broke. It means that our first two couples who tied with $306 get the chance at the $2,000 DeSoto Plymouth question in just one moment. Two couples at two. Faster service by skilled mechanics. That's what you get at a DeSoto Plymouth dealer's. And here's why. The master technicians who service your car are not only thoroughly experienced, but thoroughly trained. They get continual training, supervised by the factory. Recently, for example, more than 6,000 of these DeSoto Plymouth dealer mechanics attended 252 special training schools in all parts of the nation. Under the instruction of factory service executives, these men get additional training in all phases of repair and maintenance and on the newest techniques of automotive service. This continuous training, in addition to their years of experience, naturally makes the skilled mechanics at a DeSoto Plymouth dealers the best qualified men to service your car. It means your car gets the finest care and a real saving to your pocketbook. When you take it where you see the famous sign of better service, the friendly sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Now, here are the winning couples, Groucho, our first two couples who tied for the big question, the chance at the $2,000 DeSoto Plymouth question. Come on in, folks. You'll both get a chance at it. All right, here we go with two couples tied for a chance at the $2,000 question. Now, each couple will decide on a single answer and write it down on one of these cards. If both couples get it right, we'll split the money between them. Okay, you have 15 seconds, and here's the question. At Balaclava, a small Russian seaport in the Crimea... There occurred a famous military attack in 1854. This attack is known today in song and story. For $2,000, what is it called? All right, I'll take the cards and read them. Well, here is the answer. The charge of the light brigade, so this couple win the big money. Mr. Grimes, the lady from the draft board won. That's right. You win the $2,000 plus how much in the quiz, George? Uh, $306 in the quiz, Grimes. You won $2,306. Well, congratulations from the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You bet your life. Put it there again.
be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... See DeSoto Fire Dome tomorrow. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Is safety a habit with you? You bet your life. Transcribed from Hollywood is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast.